0: Hello and welcome to our special 2017 Christmas edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro.
1: I'm Emily Callen.
0: I am Billy Chan. And Emily, you were yawning. No, no. That's great. She's totally yawning. We're supposed to be like singing Christmas carols. We're I thought you were going to start singing People Christmas carols. i
1: not supposed to know that. Yeah, I and know. And then
0: you were singing like Away in a Manger and that made you sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> this is very exciting because even though the program is airing for the first time on December 23rd. Is so it we- first time? Well for the first no the first time the program airs somebody oh, okay. might be listening to it on oh, okay, on the 24th. Okay. I don't know why you're listening to Catholic Radio on Christmas Eve, but maybe some people are. Of course. But you might be listening to this program on the 23rd, which technically is still advent. Yeah. So it's a little weird to play Christmas music, but we're going to play Christmas music yeah, anyway because it's close enough and it's weird because this year the 24th, so Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. do you guys know, is also the fourth Sunday of advent. Oh yeah. Right. So that that means that the fourth week of Advent is is only half like just is un- only like twelve until, hours. Until like four o'clock or yeah. five o'clock. What? Yeah, exactly. So you have to go to Mass. If it's Two if times? it's Saturday, you have to go twice. You have to go mass on the fourth Sunday of Advent. Emily's looking frowned. She's <laughs> <just laughs> doubting the liturgist. Yeah,
2: I'm <laughs> really
0: so so yeah. So you have to go to mass on the first Sunday, of, fourth Sunday of Advent, and then you mm-hmm. have to go to mass either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Imagine
1: telling that to like a seven-year-old kid who like hates going to mass. And well,
3: it's already if you like, have you know, a
0: seven-year-old that hates going mass, uh, listen I'm, to our parenting. No, there must be <laughs> some
3: parishioners asking, "Can we combine them?" No, people
0: do that. Yeah, it's like, well, I yeah. It's like people that you know. It's like 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 they get married on Saturday and then they don't go mass on Sunday because like well we just went to mass. I went well, yeah exactly. <laughs> I went to mass this weekend already. It's like well it's not anyway. Um, just just before we get on with the program because okay. clearly that's not what we were supposed to talk no, about. No, but I
1: just I just thought Emily, there'd be like a longer a longer ad you know that.
0: No oh, no that's it. So you no. can go to mass for the fourth Sunday of Advent. You can go to mass on sense. Saturday night, the Saturday mm. Eve. Skip Sunday and then go to Christmas Day mass on Monday. Mm. That way. Or go twice on Sunday. Glad we cleared um, that up. Yeah, just clear that up in <laughs> case Emily is like, I don't know, why, why don't you go to mass Wake twice? up on twice? Christmas Eve. <laughs> Christmas Eve, wake up on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Too much rum punch. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, um, this this year, as we do always, we're joined by all our contributors. So we got Jillian. She's going to actually share something that she learned from all her kids. Um, Mark in Hollywood with What's Good in Hollywood. Um, and uh, Sister Marie, um, Marie, Marie,
1: Paul Marie Paul Curley,
0: Sister Marie Paul Curley, mm-hmm. with Windows to the Soul, she's going to share uh, several Windows to the Soul to a particular Christmas movie, um, a, a Christmas classic. I'm not going to give it away. Ooh, wait, but
1: can we guess which one it was? You it's going can to be? guess,
0: and I'm just going to give you one clue. It's the best movie of all times. Is um, it? And <sighs> Jeremy and our sound engineer Jeremy's laughing because he knows what we're talking about. Um, that's great. Um, so, so that's all coming up. If people want to know. Best Christmas music is not just What's the that, best the Christmas black, movie. That, the
1: black and white one there.
0: It is black a, a and white. A
1: Christmas story. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. But
0: that's no. a good one though. No, no, no. Okay, you keep guessing. Um So every all they're all going to join us, um, and and Billy. Yes. You also have a, a a segment. Never stop. Technically, you're one of our contributors. So, uh, but what we're going to do this 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 week? Yeah. Is that Emily? is going to join us mm-hmm. to do church for dummies because she's realized that she, she that? is also I, a, 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 dummy. a church dummy I don't know
1: <laughs> <dummy>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't know
0: so so yeah. why don't we do that before we begin with all the other good of stuff course. of the show let's let's do that so billy you have a question so that means that now it's time for <clears throat>
3: Church for Dummies. With Billy Chan and <laughs> Emily Callan. Welcome.
0: Emily, welcome. So so is it a Christmas question? It's a
3: Christmas what? question, but it's a weird one when I talk to other co workers here in Southern Night. Um, okay. the question is, um, what will be the best way to celebrate Christmas? Is it, uh, it is it? It well, is. It is. Well,
1: because it it feels <laughs> no, like the wait, answer is what? very straightforward, right? What do you like, mean, like, what you know, is like, the best way? Go to mass. Family, mass. No, no.
3: When I prepared eat this, a lot. when 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 you eat asked me to prepare this segment, I actually mm-hmm. went back to the gospel, and again, I think we, we read it a lot of time about the nat- nativity the story, right? Yes. And almost, I, I find it out almost all the scene there. All the scenes, uh huh, are very sad. For example, Mary and 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 Joseph basically uh, need to escape and has no room. Uh, uh, okay, find a okay, room okay,
0: okay, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. So, so it's like not, 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 not. It's not a happy story. She's t- she's a teenager. She's pregnant. Yeah, she's not married. Um, she's g- she's gonna get stoned to death. And he takes her. And then they have to go on a donkey that's not very comfortable. To yeah. and then they can't find a place to sleep. And she has to give birth. Like in a cave mm-hmm. and then a dirty, the, dirty cave and a dirty cave, and then the king wants to kill all the babies. I, I get it. So, and most
3: likely, there's no clean water, right? I mean, no
0: clean water,
3: and, uh, there's no like uh, white cloth, or you know, there's no bed,
0: there's no right. bed, there's no right, no mm-hmm. bed. So, what are you saying? So, we need to so, celebrate Christmas, so by now you know, when we com- no, but
3: when we compare the environment to our um environment here. We are so happy. We are so. We're
1: very blessed to be no, able to I celebrate Christmas in in the way that yeah. we celebrate. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Is that we kind of we kind of miss the point of of what is actually happening during the Christmas? No, well. Know,
0: Christmas? I think that Christmas has been sanitized. Uh-huh. I think the crucifixion has been sanitized. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, if you watch the Passion because of, of the Messiah, Christ,
3: you mean to No, but if
0: you watch the Passion of the Christ, yeah. like that's yeah. probably a little uh-huh. closer to what it really looked like and maybe it was even worse. So, like, when was the last time that you saw someone giving birth in a hospital and it's messy? Never. It's, but it's messy. <laughs> uh-huh. So, giving birth in a, in a manger or a cave or, I don't know where, mm-hmm. a stable mm-hmm. with hay and dirt and animals and and And, and nobody
3: helping. Mm-hmm. Well, no,
0: but there might have been people helping. Maybe, right? I, I don't mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. right? There might have been people helping.
3: There's no nurse. I mean,
0: I don't know. But was she in labor? There's a whole bunch of people that believe that because Mary that ma- because Mary was Mary, she actually didn't have labor pains. Hmm. I don't know, actually. I, I would. Yeah, see. I Emily, mean, <laughs> <I think laughs> I mean. the yes. woman was like, wait, wait, what? No, I know. It seems weird to me. But I'm sure we have <laughs> listeners and they're all going like, well, Mary didn't have labor pains. But she probably did. Um, I don't know. Like, was she like, did she, was she, did she have like a 12 hour labor? We don't know if you're riding a donkey you that probably <laughs> facilitates you going into labor i, d- I don't know i don't know I don't, and then your water breaks and we should do like the nativity story <laughs> according to an obstetrician <laughs> no but
3: get back to, to the question um, okay? yeah i know because i i don't know question. i don't know what the question is yes <laughs> well what will be the best way then now we know that we always know that you know you should be sad you should be
1: well, no. So I like I like what Pedro is saying is that uh-huh. you know it's true. Christmas has been sanitized, right? Like, um, there's the presents. There's um, the meals with your family. It's supposed to be this very happy, this very warm, joyful time, peaceful. warm, peaceful. Mm. And and so when it's not that, we think maybe something's wrong. You know, like that mm. that it's not Christmas anymore. Yeah, but I don't but know. What wait. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 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 We think that it's not Christmas anymore. We feel like, you know, we should be in the mood. We're not in the mood. Like I, I had this reflection actually a couple mm. of years ago, and um, you know, my my family was going through a lot of stuff, and and it just didn't feel like Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. because there's just lots going on. Mm-hmm. People were sad, you know, and and um, and then I heard this reflection, you know, uh, about how actually, well, that's the reason. God sent a son into the world. Like that's the reason mm-hmm. why we have, you know, the nativity is mm-hmm. because, you know, he came into this place that was just like dirty and dark mm-hmm. and poor. and yeah. poor and, you know, messy. It's a messy situation and yet like this is this is the place where he comes to redeem
0: uh, and that's to, to redeem the world. And right? that's where you mm-hmm. find God. Where exactly. do you find God? In the messiness, exactly. in the dirt, in the poverty, yeah. in the hunger, in the pregnancy, mm-hmm. in the pregnant teenagers, in the unwed mothers, in mm-hmm. the refugees, the persecuted the you know, that's you, mm-hmm. you, that's God goes right into into that. He's not born in a king, in a palace. As a king, with lots of food and and nurses and maids,
3: and that's why we are so happy now.
0: But that's but I don't even know if I would say. I mean, we're happy. But it's uh-huh. like w- when when you were born, yeah, Billy, you it was <laughs> it was messy. It was in the hospital. There was blood. I there probably was, don't
3: know it. No, right? Yes. <laughs> but
0: but but when you celebrate your birthday, you're not remembering that. You're mm-hmm. celebrating your birthday. So I. No, think I do a, give
3: thanks to my mom when I when when it's my birthday though? I mean, for,
0: for thank you for, for being my for mom. For putting up with you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Does that answer your question? because yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I don't know if I've I answered the question. No,
3: I think the question is... There's no answer. I don't think there's any... Specific. Any specific answers yeah. for yourself to, to but it's, reflect it's a lot about what Christmas is. But I think yeah. that
1: in order to celebrate Christmas well like you're we saying you know what is the best way to celebrate Christmas well I think that you know everyone is going to be you know is in a different situation in a different place in their life mm-hmm. when Christmas comes around right. right so I think that but, um, but as Christians we have hope and we believe right yes, that like the what, message of yes. Christmas is actually um, is for each and every one mm, of us absolutely. right so I think that it's important despite what's going on or if you know we might not feel like the celebrations we can really enter into like the the, the kind of the merriment mm-hmm. that it doesn't need to take away you know our joy can still be there of course. it's just yeah, and I would go, different yes, you're right, right? no yeah. and I would say the joy
0: yeah. is different than merriment because maybe mm-hmm. we need to focus on the joy and not just on all the giddy superficial stuff yeah, yeah. Um, uh anyway thank you Billy for that thank question you. I'm sure that our listeners have opinions you know where to reach us at Joe Chan at Emmy Callen just just talk to them about right, to so, right to us right to them um, this year I was going to say before we move on this year we will we're going to be listening to music from the dominican sisters of mary mother of the eucharist because they have a new album it's jesu joy of man's desiring christmas with the dominican sisters of mary and i spoke with sister joseph andrew bogdanovich earlier this year and we're going to get to hear from her at the end of the program but why don't we go to a song because it's christmas um so here are the dominican sisters of mary mother of the eucharist with carol of the bells from their new album jesu joy of man's desiring That was the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, with Carol of the Bells from their new album, Jesu, Joy of Man's Desiring. And we're going to be speaking with Sister Joseph Andrew about that album at the end of the program. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is our Christmas edition of the Salt and Light Hour. And now it's time for... What's Good in Hollywood with our Hollywood undercover missionary, Mark Matthews. Hello Pedro. Hey, welcome back to the program.
4: Thank you. As always, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: So, what's good in Hollywood?
4: I wanted to talk about the movie The Star, okay, uh, which is uh, a movie about the nativity, uh, it's an animated film which you guys are probably very much aware of. Yeah, we spoke about um, it.
0: We spoke about it about a month ago with Sister Marie Paul. Yes.
4: Yes. And I actually want to talk about how it was made, in particular mm-hmm. the director. Okay. Um so there's two interesting, two very interesting connections here to Salt and Light uh, listeners, and w- one is that uh, the director is a Catholic, okay, which is fantastic news, and that also uh, most of the production was done in Montreal as well. Oh. so so it was. Um, <clears throat> the director's name is Tim Record. Uh, the movie is kind of a. a, a for animation is what i would describe as an ultra low budget which is a 20 million dollar budget considering that most animated films are closer to like 100 to 150 million dollars that's mm-hmm. that's really small that's really kind of a miracle in the first place that they were able to make it um but what's really interesting is that uh, yeah the director tim record uh is a strong catholic and uh, his story is that uh, he was always uh as a kid making movies with his siblings you know and uh, he, he was joking that you know he'd end up making kind of like a lot of like you know action films or they'd have like some special effects or special effects blood in them and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he credits his parents as being very supportive of uh, of this kind of interest of his, uh, and what it led to is that it meant that when he went to school, he went to film school, and while he was there, uh, he fell in love with animation, and so his thesis project, which is like your kind of your final film that you make mm-hmm. uh was a short film called Head Over Heels. Uh it's a very endearing story about a husband and wife uh but one lives on the floor and the other one lives on the roof. And so, you know, it's kind of like two a man and a woman, two people living in almost completely different worlds, but how they hmm. work to sort of meet each other, you yeah. know, in this very interesting particular world. Um, he didn't win the Academy Award; he lost to Pixar's Piper. Uh, but even just to get nominated for an Academy Award mm-hmm. is is really a fantastic thing, and and that's what led him to this uh, to this gig, uh, directing this film, The Star. Uh, and you know, that's a very impressive thing. You know, I believe he's under thirty, so to be wow. directing a feature film at that age uh, is really really a credit to him. Mm-hmm. So. Now, you might ask, why did Sony want to make, uh, you know, an animated film about uh, the nativity? And uh, the basic kind of story is is that right now, Disney owns almost everything in terms of like IP that's making very big money. You uh-huh. know? So they own Star Wars, you know, they have Pixar films, they have their own animated films. And, and they're just basically printing money Mm -hmm. and that's kind of leaving a lot of these other studios uh, scrambling saying, Oh, where, where, where do we fit in? Where, where can we make money? And so one area that uh, Sony has had some success in is in what they would call values based films, you know, or Christian films. Mm -hmm. So they've, they've made some good money with films like heaven is for real or war room or Mm -hmm. miracles from Mm -hmm. heaven. Uh, And actually, so the producer of miracles from heaven, Devon Franklin was also the producer for the star, okay. and so they they've also seen some quote unquote Christian films that uh, have kind of flopped pretty bad. So think of like Noah or Exodus or Ben Hur. Yeah, you know these were major action films. Yeah, they had a budget of like 100 to 150 million dollars. Yeah, and they were really hoping, oh, this is going to be like the Passion of the Christ. You know, they wanted to make you know hundreds of millions of dollars off of them, and they and they just flopped. And and, and I think the thing is is that. You know, the Christians, you know, they can smell, you know, something that isn't authentic, you know, when they're just trying to be, uh, I don't know what the word is, but yeah, just just trying to be marketed. Yes. To. So Sony kind of said, okay, let's, they're basically saying, okay, we know this has to be authentic. And, you know, I don't think, say, Tim Necker. Him record probably necessarily went out and advertised himself as a Christian or a Catholic, but, but agents around him would know. And so, you know, I think Sony said, hey, yeah, you know, we actually want a real uh, Christian to direct this. You know, he was very much, you know, kind of like the proper choice.
5: Mm-hmm. So
4: uh, I think what's kind of interesting about that is it's, you know, like it wasn't necessarily, uh, say, wearing his Catholic faith on his sleeve but he wasn't hiding it either. You know, he was, he was open about who he was. And in the end, Hey, it ended up paying off for him. You know, he Mm -hmm. got to direct this feature film. So, so in my mind, I think that's a really great thing that has happened in Hollywood here.
0: Yeah. Um, Sister Marie Paul, a, a month or so ago, was was, I mean, she said it was a great movie. She had some some issues with it, and some of it had to do with writing. To what extent would someone like Tim Record, who gets hired to direct, would he have a say on the actual script, or would that be totally separate?
4: Oh, that's a that's a that's a really good question. Um. I would imagine he would have some influence, but certainly not—I uh, would say—a lot of influence. So the idea um, actually came from the Henson Company, and it, it's a project that they've been sitting on I really? think for like 20 or 30 years. And so they—they they, it was some. So I think the core of the idea, you know, had been there for a long time. Um, but then when you're when you're directing a major feature like this for a uh, a, a Major Hollywood studio, you know, you still are beholden to them. You know, you have you know a good amount of influence on it, but I mean, you can't necessarily say completely change the whole you know right. kind of tone and direction of the film. And from what I understand, you know, Tim, you know, did his best to say, hey, you know, let's try and make this as as authentic you know as right. we can.
0: But what a lot of people, what a lot of people have been saying of this movie is that the one of the best things is that Mary and Joseph are per- portrayed as real, down to earth, and they're very likable. And would that be something that as as a Christian director that he might have pushed for. I mean, I don't know who wrote it. Maybe it was written by Christians too. No,
4: actually, that's really interesting that you say that because uh, one of the things that he specifically said is that uh, he wanted a Mary that he could see laughing in it. He didn't like kind of some of these portrayals, you know, even even in some paintings where Mary is just kind of somber. He was like, no, Mary, I think is a very, you know, happy woman. She was the life of the party. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the life of the party. So he actually had a direct influence in yeah, that. Yeah, that's that
0: great. So, so it's not just because uh, I know you you've uh, shared the car analogy that about about driving the car, but not knowing where to go. That that that's the kind of thing that the director tell us the analogy. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. It, it, that that it's kind of like directing a film for a studio is like getting to drive a Maserati for a rich guy. You know, you get to drive it, but the, the owner is sitting in the seat beside you, basically still kind of telling you where to go.
0: <laughs> and to slow so, down. Yeah. <laughs>
4: and that sounds pretty true from my experience, from everything I've seen. Yeah, so,
5: interesting.
0: you know, they're
4: they're not going to let you fly off the handles. Um, but also, uh, uh, you know, if they're good, they're not going to micromanage you either,
0: you know. Okay, good. So maybe there's there's hope for Christians in, in Hollywood to keep making uh, value-based movies through major companies like Sony. There, there is. Good. We're,
4: we're feeling our way through it. Uh, I don't think necessarily studios necessarily know what a good Christian film <laughs> is. I don't think audiences necessarily know what a good Christian film is. But I'm I'm very encouraged to see people trying very hard. Yeah, some of these absolutely. big projects get made. Well, so hey. that is a definite sign of hope. So everyone at home, please keep praying.
0: There we go. And hope is part of what Christmas is about. So thank you for sharing this background story with us today, Mark.
4: You're very welcome.
0: Merry Great Christmas. to talk to you. Yeah, Merry Christmas.
4: Merry Christmas to you too.
0: There you have it. A little little bit of the background of The Star. Something good in Hollywood with Mark Matthews, our undercover Hollywood missionary. You can follow him at hu missionary.
1: Hi, I'm Emily Callen, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro.
0: I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is a special Christmas edition of the Salt and Light Hour. You can learn more about Salt and Light at saltandlighttv.org. And now it's time for What I Learned from My Kids with Jillian Cantor. Jillian, welcome back.
6: Thank you very much. Happy Advent.
0: Happy Advent and happy almost Christmas. So happy have you learned anything Christmassy from your kids this, well, this Advent season?
6: Well, a little bit of, um, a gift to you
0: okay Um, yes
6: you don't have to do the interviewing today i'll take care of that and instead of me um, sharing the lesson that i've learned from my children we'll just go right to the source and we'll get them to tell us all about what they've learned this christmas season
0: oh how fun
6: so here i am with my eldest son joseph hi joe hi mommy joe you like getting presents right Exactly. Exactly. And I'm sure you have a long list of things that you might be wishing for this year for Christmas. Well, not a lot, but kind of. Kind of. Okay. Well, we're not going to talk about you right now. We're going to talk about baby Jesus because he deserves getting presents too, doesn't he? Right. Yes. So let's imagine that you are a wise man. Are you a wise man? Yeah, I'm pretty wise. pretty wise. Okay. Well, for the purposes of this interview, you are one of the wise men. What present would you give to baby Jesus and why? I would give Jesus a little, a little crown
2: mm-hmm. because he is, a, he is the king of all kings is in the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm.
6: in the kingdom of God. And of all of us here. hmm Yeah, that all would be pretty special. Here. I'm not sure if the crown would fit on a baby's head. It'd be a tiny one, hey? Right. And soft. Yeah. Okay. So it wouldn't hurt. Yeah. That sounds really nice. Hey, Henry. Hey, Mama. How are you doing today? Good. Christmas is coming. Yeah. Are you excited? Yes. Yes? Let's play pretend for a little bit. Okay. Let's pretend you're a shepherd. Okay. So that means you are a pretty stinky guy. (laughs) (laughs) How come?
2: Because shepherds and they live around sheep and they don't take showers
6: <laughs> so that's a good job for you you'd be a stinky shepherd yeah, yeah. has anything exciting happened to you lately stinky yes. shepherd <gasps> what happened
2: there's a bright light mm-hmm. and they can barely see and they were angels what and um they spoke
6: what did the angel say?
2: There's a newborn king in Bethlehem.
6: Christ the Lord. Whoa! Were you scared?
2: Yeah, scared. Okay. Yeah.
6: Had, have you ever seen an angel before? No. So that was, like, alarming, hey, that an angel would come to you? Have you? I uh, No. So what did you do?
2: I... Left all the
6: sheep behind and went to the stable to adore baby Jesus. You saw baby Jesus. Did you get to hold him? Yes. What was that like? I don't know. Peaceful? Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Have you held a baby in real life before? Yeah, that's pretty cool, hey? So can you imagine that Jesus was once a baby like your baby sisters? Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty nice to imagine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hi. Hi Annie. What's one of your favorite things about Christmas? Oh, um, being together and and having presents and, and just and having fun. Having fun as and a family? It, yeah. Yeah, you like our family time at Christmas? Yeah, and if you were not there it wouldn't be fun, right mama? If if we weren't together as a family? yeah yeah it's important to get together right to be all yeah. with the people that you love, yeah because we're celebrating who jesus jesus it's his what's christmas jesus Christmas is jesus's birthday birthday so it's like a big birthday party when we get together should yeah. we um have a birthday cake this year yeah how many candles would we need Like 2,000? No. Let's
2: just have one, two, three, like all the candles that we can fit on the cake.
6: Just cover the whole cake with candles. No. Like it might be a fire hazard. But it's worth it because it's Jesus' birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Can we do that for real? Well, yeah. Should we try? Yeah. Okay. So what do you want like, to say? Like all candles that we have. All the candles that we have. What should we say to Jesus right now? Happy birthday. Happy birthday, birthday, to, you. Happy birthday,
2: birthday to you.
6: Happy birthday to you.
2: Happy birthday to
6: you. Happy birthday Jesus. Birthday. <laughs> You're going to say Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Hi, Clara. Hi, Kate. Me. Hi. Mm-hmm. Clara, what's your favorite Christmas carol? Uh, Do you want to sing it together with mommy? Uh-huh. Okay, are you ready? Uh-huh. One, two, three. Angels, we have. High, hope
2: on high, Singing of the hills and the mountains. To the Echoing their when glorious range Oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, yeah And it's, yeah
6: Christmas. Hi Jeannie. Can you say hi? Hi. Can you say? Mommy. Oh yeah. Can Mommy. you okay? You say Jesus? Me. Say baby Jesus. Can you say Mary? Merry. Can you say Christmas? Me. Merry Christmas, Jesus. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for
2: listening to us, Cantor Kids. Mommy is the producer of Salt and Lights, Mothering Full of Grace, and is the mommy of me, Henry, Annie, Clara, and Jane. Merry Christmas, everyone!
0: Coming up in our second half hour, Sister Marie Paul's Windows to the Soul and a featured chat with Sister Joseph Andrew Bogdanovich of the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. Welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Christmas Edition Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. Here now are the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, with Wake, Awake, for Night is Flying, from their new Christmas album, Jesu, Joy of Man's Desiring. That was the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, with Wake, Awake, For Night is Flying, from their new Christmas album, Jesu, Joy of Man's Desiring. And Sister Joseph Andrew of the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, is going to be joining us in about 10 minutes. You're listening to a special Salt and Light Hour Christmas special. I'm Deacon Pedro. And now it's time for Windows to the Soul with Sister Marie Paul Curley... Sister, welcome back to the program.
7: It's so great to be here, Deacon Pedro. And I have a question for you that I'm sure no one who is listening knows the answer to (laughs) who's ever listened to our Christmas show before. Or
0: or Uh, any show, actually. Or any show. Uh, That's true. You're going to ask me what my favorite Christmas movie is. Absolutely. (laughs) And I'm going to say it's the Charlie Brown Christmas. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm going to say it's not even my favorite Christmas movie. It's actually the best movie of all times.
7: Wow. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Well, it comes up everywhere as the best Christmas movie. Because it is. And I actually only saw it once or twice when I was growing up. It was not my favorite Christmas movie. I know. I know. So I decided in your honor and for the sake of our viewers (laughs) to watch it again and to look for the spiritual and Christmassy messages within the film. And I thought I'd share them today.
0: Okay. Sounds good.
7: So uh, the first one, I'm actually really hoping you'll comment on this one because okay. I was really struck by it in the film. Oh, and by the way, having seen the film again, it's definitely inching up on my list of favorite films, although it's, it's a not in the film. top three, <laughs> um, but definitely worthy okay. of being the best Christmas film. Um, okay. So the first window, a uh, spiritual window, I think that the film provides for us is the image of manliness. That's in the film. Okay. Uh, J- you know, Jimmy Stewart plays George Bailey, and uh-huh. he is a wonderful husband. Uh, he's very manly, and he's really a spiritual father to the town, in addition to being, you know, becoming a husband and father as well. Mm-hmm. And he follows in the footsteps of his own father, uh, who both really radiate that—you I, you know what? I felt like he was a very noble character. Yeah, he to, is you know, to choose to stop evil and to provide for others um, in a way that, you know, causes him an awful lot. And he does it mm-hmm. kindly and generously. And uh, do you have any insights onto that whole idea um, of spiritual fatherhood? No.
0: It, uh, well, yeah, for, for maybe another time, we could spend an hour of just talking about spiritual fatherhood. But I, I think I've never thought of it, but since you brought it up, because... I always think that 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 was a sign of the times also that there's a very kind of, you know, at the time, the the way men were portrayed in film and maybe how men were expected to be at home. Uh, So I think that the movie reflects a little bit of that. But I think that you're right that that uh, George Bailey takes it an extra step that there's um, I mean, he makes an awful sacrifice. He gives everything up just so that he can he can fulfill his it's about almost honor, but not in a proud kind of way. It's like you know, like he 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 gives his dream up so that he can do what he's supposed to do, and that yeah, I think a I lot mean, of fathers that's a fatherly quality, I think,
7: yes, and I was really struck by that. I would not have seen that before, I don't think mm-hmm. i I will just point out that also uh his wife the the
5: character yes.
7: uh, hmm, I can't remember her name, this is terrible uh she also portrays a in a very small role, or a much smaller role, I should say, she also portrays, uh, you know, the feminine genius, that whole spiritual motherhood as well as physical motherhood, and um, and and also their relationship with each other is very beautiful. So this this it, there's a bit of theology of the body here in this film, I think. No,
0: it is. In fact, I think that her role, that she's a stronger woman than he is a man, in a way that that the women are not. Um, that, well she is, as a wife is not she's not she doesn't take a second role in fact she she she's pivotal in the movie and how she saves yes. a day in a way right absolutely um, absolutely um, yeah definitely uh, twice really yeah Donna Reed plays Mary um she's wonderful and she's beautiful but she's very strong she's not yes. a weak female character she's very right from the yeah. beginning she takes the lead and she's very strong and yes, I, and I, she's and I, a, I like she's that strong
7: beautiful character. Uh, and that's, that's just really cool. second window to the soul. Um, you know, I really felt that this showed the power of temptation. Okay. You know, even the best people, the most generous people, I mean, George played by Jimmy Stewart, of course, George Bailey is such a self-sacrificing, generous person. Uh, each time he makes this he commits because he does it several times right mm-hmm. I actually counted the number of times oh, he yeah. up his dreams you yeah, know yeah. and if you look at that every single time he does it completely but he really struggles with the choice every time this is not a plaster
5: right. faint here yeah, yeah. you know
7: he gets angry he kicks things mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um, he yells at uh, at Mary oh one time yes. Um, he he really struggles with anger and with resentment, and yet you know he is able to overcome this per, his personal ambition to mm-hmm. provide for others, until we get to the end of the movie where he needs a little extra help. Uh, but he's helped along the way. Uh, but he also responds so generously. So I, you know, I, I feel like today we have this our culture values individualism and following your personal dreams so much, mm-hmm. you know, that to the point we don't even consider the needs of others, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I see this in our culture. I see it in myself. We have a culture of acquisition, even when we're not talking about material goods, about acquiring experiences. But, you know, looking at the needs of the entire town, uh, looking at others' needs, uh, enables George, like he steps back and takes the bigger picture.
5: Mm -hmm.
7: And that enables him, you know, to go forward. So Mm -hmm. I, I just... Thought it it's a good highlight to think about what's our you know Achilles heel, what was right. George's, yeah. and what is ours? You which, know, it's, yeah. a, it's a great lesson.
0: Yeah, which is part what, part of what makes it a great script because he's not a, a one dimensional character. Yeah. Oh, not yeah, not at all. not at all. No, it's wonderful. wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful.
7: Yes, it's wonderful <laughs> because it's a wonderful life. Yes. <laughs>
0: okay, so number three.
7: <laughs> number three is very much in tune with the uh, Christmas message that. Christmas uh-huh. Story, so maybe I should have left it for number five. But it struck me really strongly: this spirit of poverty. Okay. You know, and uh, you know, and there's lots of little hints of this. This this theme is very well woven in. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, when the movie was is being made, it's talking about times like the Depression mm-hmm. and hard times during the war, uh, World War II. and uh, it, and so they're talking about times of you know real poverty, uh, physical, uh, material poverty. But there's lots of hints in the script. You know uh, there's a quote under the ph- photo of George's father in the bank that says, "All you can take with you is that which you've given hmm. away." Wow, you know And of course, uh, we have uh, Mary so wonderfully giving away their honeymoon money with yeah. George's complete you know agreement yes. um, when the savings and loans is about to you know crash and yes. all those people's money is going to be lost. Um, and then also, you've got Harry talking about at the very, very end, he just calls his brother the richest man in town. Yeah. So I really feel like George was a very detached character detached from his dreams mm-hmm. uh, from material goods.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: Um, and I think the lesson that he learns that that, you know it's very obvious when Clarence, the angel, raises it is that if we focus on what we don't have or what we've missed out on, We risk not seeing and not appreciating the best part of our lives. Right. You know, and focusing on what we do have, how God has provided for us, is really living the spirit of poverty. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, lesson four, or Uh the window four. Yeah. uh, This is a brief one, but I just wanted to highlight it because it's something we don't always think about. Discouragement is worse than illness. Uh huh. For somebody's spiritual and, and for their well being. Uh, it's a line at the beginning of the film, and uh, I, I think that you know the, the, the temptation to be discouraged or to give in to discouragement or to wallow in discouragement.
2: Yeah, despair.
7: Uh, yeah. I think especially wallowing in discouragement, giving up, mm-hmm. that is really in some ways the worst spiritual illness that we could have.
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's true.
7: That's where George really struggles, of course. Yeah,
0: despair. Yeah.
7: And then finally, lesson five. Uh, I really loved the, uh, how the film brings out the importance of, and the necessity of trusting in God and in the power of prayer,
5: mm.
7: you know, and that God does answer prayers, but in his own time and in his own way. You know, one of my favorite lines in the film, well, I, I love the moment where George, you know, prays. I think he's in the bar at that point, and he's like, uh, yeah. I'm not a praying man, but I'm, yeah. I'm asking for help. And he gets punched. Yes. And he says, uh, yeah. he thinks that's how God answered his prayer.
5: Yeah,
7: And no, that's, you know, that's not how God answered his prayer. So this whole idea of, you know, it's the little person, the ordinary person, the person who doesn't stand out, the ones who acknowledge their weakness and allow God to act in them and through them, they're not necessarily so little. And mm-hmm. God is with us when we are just doing our ordinary duty. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing, it doesn't seem heroic, but it's really a daily heroism, Yeah, you know? Um, hmm. so I love that aspect of trust Absolutely. in God and yeah. the power of prayer,
0: which I, I would say it's, it's also a manly quality, but, uh, thank you. So yes. image of manliness, uh, struggle with temptation, spirit of poverty, discouragement or despair is, is worse than an illness and the trust of prayer. Lots of great lessons windows into the into our soul, into the soul of this movie. You've made me reconsider, sister. I think that this might be actually the best movie ever made. <laughs> well, it's, it's
7: it's really, I have a new appreciation for the film. I mean, I've always liked it, but wow, this is, you know, and I don't think, I think I was just scratching the surface. You were, I'd love yes. to hear from the listeners what they uh, yes, think. Yes, absolutely. You know, the Everybody. Spiritual windows are in this film.
0: Everybody go watch It's a Wonderful Life and then write to us and, and tell us. Uh, Please. Sister Marie Paul, thank you very much. Merry Christmas. And very blessed
7: uh, Christmas to you and to
0: everyone. Amen. Sister Marie Paul is with the Congregation of the Daughters of St. Paul. You can read her blog at windows to the soul.wordpress.com and you can uh, reach her on Twitter at Sister M Paul.
3: I am Billy Chan. You are listening to the Southern Night Hour with Deacon Pedro.
0: A few years ago, we heard about the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, when they recorded and released their first album, Mater Eucharisti. Since then, they've released two more albums, one on the rosary, meditations and music, and now a beautiful Christmas album that we've been listening to, Jesu, Joy of Man's Desiring. Christmas with the Dominican Sisters of Mary. The sisters do all their singing and recording at their mother house in Ann Arbor, Michigan, but their music has received great publicity through many outlets CBS, NPR, the New York Times, CNN, the Washington Post, and also when the sisters made it to the finals on the American Bible Challenge on the Game Show Network. To find out more about their congregation and their music, earlier this year I spoke with Sister Joseph Andrew Bogdanovich. Sister, welcome to the program.
8: Thank you so very much. It's great to be here.
0: I'm very excited because last time when your community put out an album, Mater um, we were not able to speak with one of the sisters because of your schedule and, and your, your living. I mean, you are sisters, you're a community, you're, are you cloistered? You are no, we're, no not. You're we're not. teachers. You're uh-huh. teachers. That's right. You're mm-hmm. Dominicans, but it was impossible to get someone. So we're very happy that we actually found you this time because you are the sister who is responsible for all these wonderful recordings.
8: Well, I certainly uh, lead the projects.
0: <laughs> so, so tell us a little and bit. A
8: part in them. Uh-huh. Tell us
0: a little bit how that works. You said you're teachers. You're Dominicans. We are. Um, but obviously, music is a great part of what you do in your community.
8: True being Dominicans, and our Dominican spirituality is 800 years old this year, and yes. our community yes. 20 years old. So um, in the Dominican um, heritage and, and spirituality, music is a very important part because, mm-hmm. again, our spirituality is, is very incarnational. St. Dominic wanted us to pray with our minds, bodies, hearts, you know, right. with everything we are to, to lift it to God. So even in our divine office which we pray you uh-huh. know several times a day. We um, have, you know, bows and, and things like that. It's a very monastic way of praying.
5: Right. And so the
8: music is is essential to our prayer. And I think it's essential to to everyone when we think of Saint John Paul too, when he said that mankind's heart was made for the good, the true, the beautiful. Well, the beautiful is a beautiful way of opening our hearts. And so music, good music, leads us into prayer, and that's exactly... sisters love music and use music. I always say we use music a great deal. We use it for prayer and for play.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So, but it's not that normal for a, I mean, to use that and then make these recordings. You've had this, as you said, this new album, Jesu Joy of Man's Desiring. It's a Christmas album, it, but it's your third album. You first had Mater yes, yes. Eucharistie, named after your congregation, so because you're the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. So the Eucharist uh-huh. is very important. And then you did a Rosary um, album as well.
2: That's right,
0: Deacon. So why? Wh- how did how did that come about? I'm curious to know. I, I was curious to know about that 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 uh, corporate meeting where you all sat around the table to decide that you were going to put out an album.
8: Well, to begin with, people had been asking us, you know, we can't come visit you, but we would love to. Is there a way that you can share your prayer life, or at least your music, with us? And so that really began the very first one, and all three are an overflow, so to speak, of of our community prayer life. Mm -hmm. So if you did come to Ann Arbor, and you came to Our Mother House, and were in our prayers, you would hear this music. You know, it's not something we just did we know this in fact this uh christmas cd which a lot of people have been begging for and begging for right. um and we finally you know said well let's do it because they can't come into the mother house for our christmas eve mass or our our midnight mass or okay. or our christmas masses etc and yet, there is so much joy and so much beauty, so we wanted to share that with them as, as much as we're able to, certainly. Right. And so we, the difficulty was getting it down to 16 hymns.
5: Yes. That
8: are all the, because we all have so many that we absolutely love. And the beautiful thing is, too, it's totally done by the sisters. The voices are done, obviously, mm-hmm. completely with the sisters, as well as the a cappella music, of course, as well as the chamber orchestra, um the all sisters play the music. So it's, wow. it's us. It's it's kind of our home reaching out to everyone in their homes right. this Christmas season.
0: Now you, you answered my, my next question which was how, how the idea of a Christmas album came about. You said people were clamoring for Christmas music. But uh, <laughs> but my next question was gonna be how did you pick the you said sixteen tracks? Exactly. So, h- how was that process? Who who made the final decision?
8: Well, a smaller group of us certainly did. We put down the ones that that we like, you know, and mm-hmm. then um, because there's there's only a dozen sisters that really are used in in this, and okay. so it wasn't that large of a group. But again, we know what makes our Christmas traditions here at the Mother House come so alive, and all the sisters come home, so now. We have 138 sisters that will be coming home, and and no, we don't have enough room for them. But we'll make it happen.
5: Right. And
8: so Christmas is is a family celebration of of a birth, you know. Mm -hmm. And so in these sixteen hymns, we wanted variety, so they actually represent ten different countries. So it's
5: multinational. Yes.
8: And then we represent from the fifth century all the way to the present. So a couple of the hymns were written by the sisters, and then we go all the way back to the fifth century Latin, and and so we have such a, a beautiful smattering of what we consider some of the best of, of the Church's music at Christmas.
0: Right. Um,
8: lots more we would have liked to add, however, um, we had to get it down to what a CD would hold.
0: Right. Now, how is that recording process? I understand you recorded it in your chapel.
8: We did. We recorded it in our chapel because, again, it kind of represents what we would sound like. Right. You and others able to come be a part of our Christmas. Right, that's where
0: you normally would sing, yes.
8: Exactly. So we wanted to, as we did the other uh, two CDs as well, we want the Our Chapel sound because that's us. Yes. And then actually, because the sisters know music well, and again, it is such a part of our life, we recorded it in just two and a half days. Okay. it happened quickly because That's, yes, we we love
0: this music, right. So getting all the sisters together for the for the singing and the musicians, I didn't know the musicians were also sisters. you're You're actually one of the musicians yourself, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's not. I, I always ask when I think of music groups, I think, how is that working together? But you live together in community. <laughs> I know community <laughs> like life is difficult enough.
8: Right. And we sing a great deal. Yes. We, we love music. Uh-huh. Yes. It's a lifting up of the mind and heart to God in a beautiful way.
0: Amen. Uh-huh. And it's a great way for you to help us lift our hearts and minds to God as well. Um, I'm not going to let you go without asking you because you're also the vocations director. And I know that Correct. you've you've said it, but I know, it's, you know that you're actually getting a lot of vocations. Is a lot of that due to the fact that that people are aware of your music or the music is attracting young postulants?
8: You know, Deacon, since the beginning of our community 20 years ago by Four Sisters, we have always gotten a lot of... A good number of women have looked at the community whether or not they have a a vocation. I think it's a community that has a strong outreach of that maternal spiritual love. Uh Uh-huh. And I think that really does draw in um, priests who are interested in sending girls to us,
5: parents mm-hmm.
8: who say, well, if they're going to perhaps look at a community, what about yours? And young women who say, well, that looks very successful if the average age is 31 and I'm in my mid-20s. Mm-hmm.
5: You know, I
8: fit right into that. Right. So I think God is the only answer to why we are getting hmm. so many yes-we-live, our um, beautiful religious life with a great deal of joy, and we live it with a great deal of sacrifice, and I think those two together make it very authentic in the way the Church has asked us to live religious life, and our outreach is teaching, and we teach now from pre-K all the way into colleges, So, and we're in the United States as well as Rome, so our mm-hmm. outreach as the Sisters come through the eight-year formation is spreading out, and um I just I, I credit it all to God's mercy and God's goodness for not only our community, but for the church.
0: Amen. You know? Amen. And, and that is absolutely true. There is something, though, about witnessing to that through the joy that uh-huh. I, I believe is very, I mean, visible, but it's palpable in, in your community. And we can certainly see it through all the projects that you work on, but especially through the music. Uh-huh. Um, so thank you for sharing it with us. Well, God um bless you. they they, they they are already saying that this is going to be the classical album of the year of the christmas the Christmas album of the year so I'm just saying it, it uh, <laughs> um Christmas music is is very close to everyone's heart so i I know that it's going to be very successful if I can use that word I know that six su- we measure success in different ways um, <laughs>
8: That's beautiful. Um,
0: Sister, thank you so much for for, uh, uh, taking a little bit of your time to to share with us today a little bit about what you do and about your community.
8: God love you. It's pure joy. I appreciate all you're doing for the church,
2: too, Deacon.
0: Thank you. That was a conversation I had with Sister Joseph Andrew Bogdanovich of the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. You can find out more about the sisters and their work at their website, sistersofmary.org. Their latest album, Jesu, Joy of Man's Desiring, Christmas with the Dominican Sisters of Mary, was uh, produced by Demont for Music and distributed by Sony Classical. You can buy it anywhere you buy your Christmas music, but if you order directly from the sisters' website... Some of the proceeds will go directly to the Sisters. That's sistersofmary.org. Here now are the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, with Sleep, Little Jesus, from their new Christmas album, Jesu, Joy of Man's Desiring. We're listening to the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, with Sleep, Little Jesus, from their new album, "Jesus, Joy of Man's Desiring. And that brings us to the end of the program.
3: Remember that you can stream or podcast all our Southern Night Hour programs at our website, southernnighttv.org slash radio. All our programs are available there for download.
1: The Salt and Light Hour is a ministry of Salt and Light Catholic Media Foundation. You can learn all about Salt and Light and all we do at www.saltandlighttv.org.
0: Today, Emily, Billy, and I were joined by our parenting expert, Jillian Cantor.
3: Our Hollywood undercover missionary, Mark Matthews.
1: And our film expert, Sister Mary Paul Curley.
3: Our
0: technical director is Javier Capella. And our sound engineer is Jeremy Rose.
3: The executive producer of Salt and Night Media is Father Thomas Roseca.
0: I'm Deacon Pedro.
1: I'm Emily Callen.
0: And I'm Billy Chan. And we hope to see you and hear from you on Facebook and Twitter. Have a holy and blessed Christmas season. Thank you for being with us. This has been a special Christmas edition of The the Salt Salt and Light Hour.